bad words. Um, this is not the show you should listen to if you're looking for um, clean stuff. So yeah, you know, be careful and don't sue us and, you know, have a good time and uh, drink some wine. This is Gunwash. That's right. It is the classic, classic Gunwash. It's the original staff in the studio here. I believe it's like episode 188 or 189 or something like that. That means it's like roughly 188 weeks. And we have a guest tonight who's actually educated on the show. He listened and he's well-researched. We have similar goals in life and similar likes I like and that. dislikes. Uh, we like it. So we will be talking tonight to Keith Beavers here on Gunwash. And that's coming up next here. I'm not the supreme expert on cleaning guns, but I do know a little bit, and I'm just going to share my little tips and ideas with you. When I hear the uh, that intro music, I always think about Penny Bass. No, I, I think about Nat. I, I think about Rectech because you know a lot of the times when we don't ha- when we, you know if we're not trying not to play like music that's licensed, which sometimes we try not to. I think about Nat when I hear the intro of Gunwash. When I hear the intro of Gunwash, it reminds me of Nat playing with thimbles. Yeah, but you know what's yeah, me too. But like to think about it in a way like it is like. It is a great sound to hear. That one right there? Yeah, we get to hear it once a week. Which by the way is a it's it's a run DMC sample, but you know, he really he made it his he made it for us and it is ours. In that way. Uh, welcome to Gunwash. It is 9:01 Eastern Standard Time. We are here on the Heritage Radio Network.org and we broadcast proudly here with our heads and, uh, high. With our heads high. And, and our pants low. And our pants low. And, uh, well, what can I say? We're just on time. Well, shit, we drinking tonight, huh? We are going to drink some you guys wine are. tonight. I know, Mondo, uh, I know. Beavers is in the house. And now, Keith. Yeah. Um, Armando doesn't drink. He doesn't, he doesn't drink. Uh, he hasn't drank for a while. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll still involve him in a way. Like we'll, I'll, I'll smell it. You know when people take that you big w- glass you wouldn't like, even and yeah. swivel it with the cup? I'll smell it. You, you, you are, you're so committed. You wouldn't even like put it in your mouth and spit it out. You find that that's... Cause I don't, I don't know. I, I never no, I thought about. It. I never well, been in no. that situation. Well, no, I don't. I actually. I mean, well, I hold on. That, let me ask a question. What's the correct term for sniffing wine? Well, in sniffing. The, well, sniffing. I mean, in the in the in the industry, we call it nosing a wine. Oh, okay. Because you really no. put you get. You but really you can just smell it. That's what I tell. When I, I, I teach rather wine. say nosing. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of fun to say nosing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And yeah. you nose it because you want to get. You want to try and sort of get an essence of nose. what's inside the. Uh, or, or am I wrong? No. Yeah. So the the wine itself is opening up and right in your glass, and you have a chance to get your nose up in there. Yeah. And get all those flavors up in your nose to this part of your your olfactory bulb to your brain to say things like blueberry. Yeah. I'm gonna open up. I'm gonna open up. <laughs> So let me let me uh so Keith Keith did a really dope pilot on Heritage Radio. Unfortunately, things are fucking crazy here what right now. What do you now. mean? What do you? Oh, we, we piloted a show with Keith. Oh, what, like um, recently? 
Uh, last year sometime, Last right? year sometime, maybe. Oh, for Gordon Wash or just for his own No, 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 for his own show. <laughs> oh, really? What, what happened, man? What, what, well, no? there's a wine show already with a bunch of sponsors, oh, and yeah, the yeah, schedule yeah, yeah. during the daytime is fucking crazy. And, Shit and yada, yada, yada. Well, but yeah, uh, you're he's a really me. awesome dude and owns a place in the East Village called Invino. 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 I know that place. He got Odetta and I nice and toasty. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. That was the night they announced Ween was coming back. Yeah, yeah. We just went to visit. We were just hanging out, and then Odetta's like, did you guys see Ween is... Is reunited and then me and Keith like then I started popping know. bottles yeah exactly <laughs> we geeked <laughs> out and, you know you know Keith celebrated. You're, Keith you're wearing a Ween shirt now I am and you mentioned actually, I, I overheard because I you know I don't want to talk too much to the guests in the beginning I feel mm-hmm. like I might talk too much if I talk before I go in the air go for it man but I did hear that you've been to every something like you've been to every Ween show since Stop. no that's well, impossible no. well yeah it's no dude it's possible yeah I've no. you said something regarding you've been well to- back in the day in, in the in, in early 90s I was uh, I had a friend who's like dude you gotta come with me to this show sure this is a band called Ween I'm like cool so we go to this little it's in, it was in uh, Georgetown and uh, just outside of DC and we went to this place called the Baja Beach Club and we get there and uh, we'd been we had a drink in the car I wasn't 21 yet I don't think we got we got nice before we got in there naughty you but um so we get there and there's these two dudes on stage with a fog machine and a dat player with drum beats oh that's cool man and two guitars and a wah pedal sounds like full service yeah and it was just like and there was maybe 30 people in the audience and it was the most incredible experience I ever had wow I may have been influenced in other ways and it was just phenomenal and so ever since that day every city I live in if Ween comes to town, I'm going. So basically, no matter so, what, no matter what. So I haven't. Been, so I haven't been to every Ween show, but I've been to every Ween show every time they're coming through town and wherever I live. Got it. And um, we all so have- hold, hold on, hold on. So how many states you lived in? Well, I've lived in. Uh, shit. He's doing the eye roll, which means uh, a lot. I lived in. No, well, yeah, yeah. Well, I lived in Maryland. I lived in Florida. That's already more than me, my brother. And, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean, I've lived in two states. I lived in New York. So I've seen... So wherever I've lived... So I've lived in... In, in Maryland, I've seen them whenever they came through town. And in Florida, in Orlando, I saw them wherever they, whenever they came in town. Oh, you lived out there? Not yeah, dude, second, I went to... Orlando's Now, for a second, I thought you were like, okay, I, you randomly moved to Nebraska, and then they came through, and they're like, oh, well, shit, they would go, go to Nebraska. Yeah, sure I know, it sounds Nebraska. pretty poetic. Wherever I have lived... Yeah. They just randomly, like, well, yeah, came so Wherever I've like, lived in New York, I've Right, exactly. No, but I got to see them at McCarran Pool before McCarran Pool went back to being a pool, which was really great. How long have they been on hiatus? They they broke five years well, they ago? broke up the one member broke up and the other one's like yo you didn't tell me fuck that member um well Just Aaron kidding. Aaron's the fucking shit but Aaron so Aaron went he went into rehab and all this shit all right then, that's good and then he he was like yo I cannot be in Ween because every time I go on tour I get fucked up too much and I yeah. can't do it anymore respect and that's so he ended up doing this like solo album and stuff but this happened like two a year or two ago. And, you know, Ween fans have been crazy, like, well, we've accepted it, like, whatever, we've had our fun, 25 years of being, these, these two guys being together, and then when we were chilling at Invino that one, that one night... Ween came? Ween came back. Yeah, man. They reunited. Yeah. And we yeah. all have tickets And it felt for April so 14th. good. Okay, yeah. so, so, so we'll be there. Okay, oh, yeah. great. Well, oh, learning, yeah. learning. No gun wash. It's a tweet, Thursday, no gun wash. I'm about to tweet at Ween Well, we can right do a live, we can see if Ween will let us do like a live broadcast or yeah, something like that. Yeah, have them call well, in. They're good people, man. They're good guys. Well, that's good to hear. Learning so much already, even in the first couple of minutes. We've got lots to talk about with Keith, Mr. Keith Beavers. He's the operator. We got a lot of to talk Invino. about. It's been, a, it's been a few weeks. Yes, we were yeah. gone last week, and a lot of a lot has happened. Welcome back, dudes. Thanks, Thank you, man. and thanks for being here. Uh, we'll go to music for just a few minutes. Nice. 
Yeah. And then, you know, we'll get back to talking. The number here is 718-497-2128. We love to hear from you here on Gunwash. Mm. Well. And we are available on... You know, Spliffington's Gunwash. gone, so let's just get weird for, Gunwash. Like, Gunwash. for like one minute. He's know? not gone. He's just he's not here. He's gone. No, no. Listening to Gun Wash. This is Stuart Swordlow and Janet Diane Moya Swordlow, and you're listening to Gun Wash. Motherfucking killer with gunwash radio, and we're out here carrying. I love it, man. When I hear the drops, yeah, the, right? I get so back like back excited. Back yeah, but back. you know, like we've done, like there's, we must have like a thousand drops. Yeah, I love it. More than that. More than that. I love it. Like two per episode. And yeah, like, and then people try it again, and uh, and then that us impersonating them. Keith, you're gonna have a chance at the end of the show to do a drop. You'll be part of the legacy, but just one. So don't blow it. No, we, Dude, we let you do. That's as many awesome. As yeah. What is a drop? It's just like, you know, a signature. It's like you say, hey, my name is Aaron, and you're listening to Oh, cool shit. You know, people do whatever they want. They say, like, hey. Hey, I'm I'm Keith, but not Keith Richards, and you're listening to the Gunwash. Nice, I like that. I like that. Uh, Well, anyway, welcome back. We're on Gunwash, on gunwash.com, here live in studio at the Heritage Radio Network, and we're here with Keith Beavers, and there is some things. Yo, this is Lou Lux of the Zuda Nation tribe, L.E.S., (laughs) Long Island. There you go. Ah, God. I want to hear He didn't even say Gunwash, son of a bitch. Some people don't. That's Louis? Uh, I thought that was Loaded Looks, that rapper from Harlem. No. Louis Stravinsky. That was Louis Stravinsky. Related to Stravinsky. <laughs> uh, anyway, so in news, I know, you know we make these items on the outline. I really love it because I like Me to go too. through things. But I wanted to know, Armando, actually, how do you feel about the recent passing of the one Fife Dog? I mean, it's like a, a everyday sad day in Queens. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> wow. You know, Jack... Um, I wanted to ask you what you thought about it, Keith, but I don't know if you really have an opinion. Jack, before... Uh, before, and I, I mean, people die. Well, know? yes, people die. But uh, I, Jack actually said something interesting about I it. I mean, he's a sweetheart, right? Can I, can I say what you said? I think it's really valid. You can paraphrase it. We'll see if I... Yeah, I'll paraphrase it. Um, but, but just to set the record straight, I do... I, I loved Fife. I love a Tribe Call Quest. I love Tribe Call Quest. But go ahead, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Well, to Jack's point, Tribe Call Quest was like one of the groups that like made it okay to be like a white guy and listen to rap. In a way, they're very sweet... <laughs> And they're very, like, funny. How do you go to, like, that when you think about Tribal Call Quest, though? How do I go to what? Like, about white people. Well, no, but, well, because because they're not, as to, to use Jack's phrase, like, they're not shook ones. Like, they're not, it's more, like, yeah, community-related. Yeah, because they're from Queens like, as well. A lot of people Let, who don't listen to much rap at all seem very very into Tribe Called Kelly Hirschman Kelly Hirschman loves Tribe Called Quest like, she likes right. the song yeah. and she's like but we love Tribe Called Quest you know cause you know like you can say like they say the n-word like 
two times ever. You know what I mean? Like, you, right. could, you could say whatever. Like, they say you could be, like, you know, it's... And they only started smoking weed, like, late in their career. Is that true? Yeah, it was. I mean, like, uh, Q-Tip was not even into that stuff until, like, later on. Then he got into it. He's like, whoa. Yeah. Tripping. I think they were very safe for a lot very of people. Very safe. I lo- But again, I was so, like, when my friends that were, like, skating, like, showed me Tropical Quest, I was like... I'm good. I was like, this is amazing now. You, I was but, like, I'm good. Yeah, but you're from Bushwick. You were born in Bushwick. I was so like, you were yeah, like, I'm I like, good. yeah. Like, I'm well, I think, like, you know, the De La Soul and right. uh, Tribe Called Quest started this sort of, like, intellectual rap. Yes. It was like this. It conscious, wasn't, it wasn't conscious, rap. conscious rap. It wasn't really about yeah. what, what it's like to, to, to live on the street as much as it was about, like, being in the community that they are. That they, being, can we play a game? Or being lyrical. I mean, being, like, say, like they were good at being poet. Yeah, what's, we can, Mondo, Mondo, what's Mondo? Mondo, what's your intern's name? Uh, Noah. 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 Name three Tribe Called Quest Yeah, songs. I was going to say this is a great game. Three. Can you name? Can Noah? you name one? Can you name well, one? Let's see, let's start with one. And see, how, listen, wait, wait, wait. See, how, wait. How old is he? Hold, He's, how old uh, are you? Seventeen. Seventeen. So listen, so can I say one thing before he answers? He like he's looking up in the air, and it's like he it, doesn't no, know. No yeah, idea, he doesn't right? know a song. That's that's the thing, which is fine. <laughs> it's okay. But you, Jack, what's one tribal song right now? Oh, come on. Like, I, there, that scenario. You know, yeah, Benita, 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 Benita Applebaum. I mean, can I kick uh, it? No, I want one. I want I one from him. One. Yeah. You don't know one, right? I honestly, I downloaded a Tribe Called Quest album. Okay. It's okay, man. You know, it's interesting because, Jack, I was going to say, I was a minute ago, I was going to say, let's ask. I'm sorry. Let's, <laughs> don't be mean to him. So don't be mean to him. him sit down. Or no, stop no, hazing no. him. Listen, oh, I'm sorry. We're not hazing him. Awesome. My wallet that was awesome. the, thing, the thing that's funny about it is that I was going to, before Jack even said that, I was going to say, Jack, let's ask Malcolm what he thinks about Fife Dog. And he oh, would yeah. Say, he would say, he would say, like, I don't give a fuck. He says, Fife Fuck. Malcolm. Yeah. He's like, I like it. Malcolm, did you know who Fife Dog was before this week? No. Wow. Wow. You have to understand, like, I was, like, really, like, affected. Wow. Me too, man. Yeah. But, yeah. hard. Well, he was only, like, 46, right? Yeah. 47. The funky diabetic. You know, very, very sad. Diabetes. Yeah, he's in trouble. Type 2 diabetes is, it is. A lot to be said about the soda industry and lots of things. I got a a story about Fife Dog, actually. I I was, uh, when I was in Full Sail, which is that recording engineering school in Florida. I know Full Sail. Yes, sir. So, I was in Full Sail. I actually uh, did a show. I actually didn't. You know, I, I was I was part of the crew on the show for Tribe, and this little band, this little group called the Black Eyed Peas, were opening uh-huh. up for them. Wow! They did, they did a show at Winter Park, Florida. It was bizarre. And they the, were back when the Black Eyed Peas, hold on, back they when they were, they were like backpack hip hop. Yeah. yeah, they were the coolest, coolest dudes. They didn't own Blazers back then. The Black Eyed Peas, they were not the nicest people, man. They were. Oh, not really? Cool. They yeah. should be nice. I mean, they're just coming on. Cool. I, mean, they I know, should, but they yeah. had this thing. It was weird, but. Tribe, Tribe Called Quest was badass. They were cool, cool dudes. Was the chick uh, with the... Fergie was there, yeah. yeah she, right, she was cool. there. No, she, do you know about Black Eyed Peas? hanging around? Black okay. No, she's some... I don't know, man. I gotta Black Eyed Peas? These kids probably think Black Eyed Peas is like Garth Brooks or something like that. I mean, they're so, <laughs> like... Excuse my language, but they're so, like, not what we... Uh, you know Well, what do I you think mean? they know Will I Am? Well, no, 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 well Will I Am? See, he knows Keith, Will I Am. Keith, I had one of the, the intern series, like, 17 on my show, and I was like... You know, so Biggie or Tupac, and he's like, eh, neither. Yeah, wow. 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 And I really, yeah, it's a really... Know your history, youngins. They just don't care. They just don't care. And why no, care? No why? But when I was young, I was like, and I'm a little younger than you still, but I was like, nah, everyone DMC, fuck all that shit. Who cares? Really? Like, nah, I mean, I wasn't Nas, like that, though. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from, like, the woods. I was like, I got really, really hype when I found out about Tribe Called Quest. Yeah. Like oh, I mean, me too, I, me too. I, I, I take the shit today, is... too. I mean, Fetty Wap's 
badass. I like hey. that stuff. You know, I, got, I like that shit. I like it too. So um, rest in peace, Fife. Yeah, rest in peace, Fife. Rest in peace, Gary Shandling. Also, yeah, it's been a true. tough week. That's a tough. That's that's another tough one. That but is a tough but one. yeah, you know, rest in peace. I mean, he did. You know, during my formative years, Tribe was a very important part of my childhood yeah. or my youth, rather. Um, youth. And uh, Jack and Odetta are back. They the reason we weren't here last week is because Jack and Odetta went to South by Southwest, which is a big show. In, te- in Texas, right? A show. Yeah. No, a big, a big, you know, conference. Big shing dig. In, in, in Texas. <laughs> and they, uh, is that, uh, was that bad that I said show? No, no it's, 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 like, it's like many shows. You well, know? But why is it's it like funny? Fa- it's like thousands of shows. Okay, yeah. so, okay. Different it's a, venues. It's, the whole city, it's literally the whole like city imagine gets... like every single storefront in a city, which is Austin, has some kind of band playing. Like literally every single Seriously? store. Seriously? fun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. It was yeah, pretty crazy. So where did you, and where did you guys play? Uh, we played at a fancy cocktail bar called the Townsend on South Congress. Mm, I like that name. And it was a pretty cool spot, actually. There was a back room with really great sound, tiny, um, but it was... Can I actually... Yeah, go for it. Yeah, just, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just gonna, I have to do this. Can we play the NPR review? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. I didn't so even is, know... Did they, prefer, no, prefer, did they say this your is, name wrong? This is, this is <laughs> all song. this is all songs considered on NPR the morning after our gig. A woman named Odetta Hartman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Played her on the show uh, a few weeks ago. I've just been. I actually like something that you. I know, right? I'm completely right about her. Um, I was just entranced by this two minute song. Uh, You know, it starts out very folky and then it goes in, it kind of deconstructs almost uh, with these electronics and effects and everything. And I was really curious what is her set going to sound like? And it sounded a lot like that. She had her partner, uh, Jack Inslee. Uh, was was manning a laptop next to her, and she you know started out playing a, a violin and kind of switched to a guitar, switched to a fiddle, as as he is is playing around with you know, like like putting effects on her voice, playing a lot of samples and stuff, and. Over the course of this set, it just—it was just this nonstop barrage of ideas. Not all of which worked, but when they worked, it was absolutely incredible. It, it was really one of my favorite things I saw. In part because you just see, like, as they refine these ideas, this is just going to sound better and better and better. Love to watch artists try things. Yeah, just try try things out. Like, and it was also just performed entirely, like both of them, with just smiles on their faces the entire yeah. time. So. It, it was also there wasn't this self seriousness to it that you might have expected from something with such an arty underpinning. One thing that happens here at South by Southwest is um, wow, that, wow, that's that's a beautiful review. He's, yeah. he's a little, that, he sounds a little Jack bit like Snowy Wilderness. Lap, Jack is manning the laptop. His his undertones are a little. Uh, his ideas are very uh, interesting. Yeah. But listen, wonderful review. I couldn't yeah. be prouder. I mean, I really do believe that that it's. I personally really believe, not just because you're my close friends and family, but because I do know that your music is very original, unique, uh, and special, and skilled. Definitely thanks to NPR and Stephen Thompson. for We were included in like the uh, Austin 100 app that kind of oh. highlighted the best acts of awesome. South By before going down, and they did a whole thing before we went, and then that was after, and it was really an incredible show. It was unbelievable. We met a lot of great people. Um, a radio DJ from BBC One yeah. was there and like bought a record, and he's been playing it every day since he's been back in London. Um, did you, um, totally bananas. Did you get like get any type of... I, I think you feed off the stage a little bit. Did you get nervous at all because it was a new space? or you? 
I was definitely nervous because we left Brooklyn at 3 a.m., flew to oh, yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah. See, Jack does mm-hmm. that. He loves like, that. He loves got it. breakfast in Houston. Jack called in and did the news on Heritage. We drove three hours to Austin. Check. It was total madness, craziness. Basically, like, went to the venue to do sound check. A thunderstorm started rolling in. And that as we're, nice. like, getting changed, there's, like, lightning across the sky. And, like, shit was just extra charged. Kind of cool. Me, so cool, it was man. pretty, Cinematic. yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, and, you know, we had no idea what to expect. And you guys the room hung was, in there. The room was packed. The band that played before us was super awesome. They were called Brooklyn Raga Massive, and they had some dude playing a sitar and a girl playing tabla and another dude with a ponytail playing the kora. And it was just like everybody was sitting down and meditating. Yeah. And then we get up and start doing like really experimental, crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, but people, people were really into it. It was awesome. Absolutely. So Who so couldn't happy. get into it? I mean, we went to a show recently at the at the Red Studios, and it was absolutely invigorating. And of course, to be. Uh, profiled out of all those artists that were out there. Uh, what an honor, and of course, proud we are of you. And for there's, sure. and there's many more of that to Hell come. Yeah. I mean, I know that you guys Thanks, are guys. going to go out and yeah. do much more. It feels good, and we should play. Uh, I feel like my kids are playing mad good basketball. Hey, since it's time, since it's time for a music break, do you want to maybe play? This I want to hear what Mondo's been up to. I, well, I mean, I'm following the outline. I, I don't know what he's been out to. I mean, I'm, trying I'm to following get in touch the outline, and, uh, and and Aaron's going to Cali. And I'm trying. Uh, uh, I want to know what's up with you, though, Mondo. Yeah, All right, know. so you see this kid next to me? Yeah, we see. Our audience can't, but I'm gonna describe him. Yeah, he's describe taller him. than me. He's ten years younger, like twelve years younger than me. His brain works 12. like. He's like, no, pretty much, yeah, like, yeah, 12. They're, yeah. they're much smarter than we were. That's absolutely true. I don't know what type of milk he drinks, but he smokes Newports rarely, and he's really <laughs> cool. And he's helping me do this, like, audio installation that reminds me of, like, I don't even know what's to put the word for it. Well, but that's good. Leave it, it like that. Yeah, it's, it's really fun, and, and, you know, he's coming, abo- abo- he's, all, he's coming along board helping Aiden and, like, coming to, helping the Gunwash staff, like, just... I've Bro. heard uh, I've heard licks of this of this uh, yeah it's project. pretty dope I'm pretty, pretty excited pretty cool. pretty and, cool. can we you ask know, can we ask him what it's been like interning with our mom yeah, well like? t- like yesterday that? was like his true day one but last week was like his introduction and like telling him what he well first of all do. I want to apologize for putting him on the spot with tribe um, no nah, that's okay exactly. but he's I also cool. want I also want to know what he's day, a good sport. What, what day one was like um well I was mostly just chilling at Armando's crib and we were um. We were just working in his, like, little sort of studio that he has in his house. Um, and we sort of just, I, I just, like, put an audio file into Logic. And I'm like, I'm, I sort of know how to use Logic, but I was also sort of just figuring it out on the way. So you're learning. Yeah, that's the point of life. You're doing very, very well. Yeah, you're doing the right I'm, thing. like, learning with him. I'm, like, over yeah. his shoulder. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And he's not going to dish you for learning. He'll, he'll let you learn. Yeah. You're doing, very, you're doing the right thing, my brother. Yeah, and there's just, like, some, some weird, like, audio clips that Mondo's put together from, like, I don't know, a year, six months a year, or something. Yeah. You're going to learn to love it. Yeah, and we're just making some really weird spastic shit, and it should be good. It's kind of awesome. nozzle tape inspired. I'm not going to lie. Well, listen, we all What do you, what do you tell your parents uh, that you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> the um, truth. This is this, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, really, what, what's. <laughs> no, I just want to know, like, how you say it. You know, I'm like, I'm working with this eclectic a, artist. Yeah, <laughs> a true artist. Is that what you say? Ba- basically, I say uh, I'm doing, like, audio engineering and production and, like, ha- being sort of like an artist's assistant at his home studio. Amazing. And then I'm also, and I'm working from home. Um, which basically means I'm just like fucking around. On Shout my out computer. to Dropbox. Good explanation. And by the way, and by the way, like now you're sitting at Roberta's, one of the most important restaurants in New York, and you're on radio. So how bad can it possibly? How about that? Yeah, you're doing no, very, very well for yourself. Cool. Hey, let's listen to a, a let's listen to a clip of oh, that's great. That's yeah. a great idea. Of what? Of your oh, you have our uh, the tattoo artists once they pass away. 
all their tattoos are going to gain value. And once we all get old, like there's going to be art assessors and evaluators that are going to look at all of our tattoos and determine their worth. And then when we die, we're going to have them like cut off our bodies and put on canvases and passed on to our families to keep or sell. Like my great-great-grandson is going to be showing a piece like, this was on my great-great-granddaddy. I could see that. It's, it is very true. It's by an artist who his name was Big Steve. Big Steve. It was done in uh, the early 21st century. Yo. Shit like that. Like, yeah, it's true. But wow. check this out. Yeah. Hold on. Big pause Steve that. Gave, Big Steve gave me my first tattoo, you know that? Really? Yeah, my first tattoo. I did not know that. But check this out. What you just heard is just like a raw, you know, just off my phone. Yeah. If, what we're working on right now is just going to sound like it's like... In the you, nozzle form. Yeah, pretty much like in a weird, really remastered way that is quite impressive. I'm it's pretty incredible. Can I'm, we hear it, one more? It, clip? it makes me feel good that uh, I live in the more. future. One more? One more? No, those are not it. You haven't heard no, anything. Right. Those are this just is, like raw. Th- clips. Listen, this is raw. Then. That was this, interesting. This, this is yeah. Raw clips. Here you go. Oh, I got no joke for you. You got no joke. You got no joke. You got no joke. I love that stuff, man. This is like nozzle tape. Yeah. And? I think you should. Li- I, the, Very can I, impressive. Can I, can I give you one critique it's or no? Like, you don't yeah, yeah, please. I, I'm open to that. I'll give I you need one critique that. now. I think I think you should let some of the tape rock a little bit without. I mean, I love effects, but I don't know. I love the tapes. Whatever. I there, like the tapes. I mean, we're only like a minute and a half in, and yeah, that was like day one. That's okay, but maybe that's like maybe that's like the hype. Maybe that's like guys. The really, I think you're off to a great start. Yeah. Really? You're really saying that? I'm really, I'm really saying when that. You that's what I meant. Hold on. When I dead ass. If I slowed down my head for a second, it sounded like I heard your tone, and it sounded like yeah, that's kind of no, no, no. No, no, you no, saw no, like no, some no, air no. forces that you don't really like the color, but you're, you like the style. You're making that up in your head, Armando. <laughs> no, I'm dead ass. I'm dead ass. I'm actually. You should really, really hear it. And like, I, I swear, like in like two months or less, when it's like really, really done, like I really want to make something out of this. Like how you guys made like Go Wash and Cod God or whatever. I and think this should it. be like. The third one that Well yeah it is Mondo, I'm I gonna mean, tell you from, No from the bottom of my heart man I'm like, It makes me so happy That, that this is happening Absolutely That you're making it work Me too Word thank you really And by that. the way uh, Young man Noah Noah You help with that? Yeah uh, That's basically There's like a little Probably like a minute more But yeah That's sort of like the it's like edited into some shit, but it's not like finished. Or very good day. You're going to bring, you're gonna bring something. Absolutely. You're going to bring something very, very awesome and finished and wonderful looking and sounding to your teacher. And he's going to, it's going to. Yeah, there's going to be, you can even give your teacher, teacher a t-shirt out of it. Yes. You'll That'd actually be, be able to bring him something insane. And by so the way, what is, what is it exactly? What is it like? A it's going to be like an audio compilation thing that you could have like a t-shirt too. Like where you could wear the t-shirt and like listen to it at the same time only. I think nice. I can't say what it is because it's his. Right on. But we in this space, we really like long, drawn out tapes that repeat themselves mm-hmm. a lot. That's that's awesome. It's kind of yeah, like Wayne. Yeah. 
Um, it is kind of like Ween. It is kind of like Ween. Um, so, but yeah, that's what I've been up to. You know, I was wondering, do you wanna, do you guys, do you, oh, you want to play some of of your and Odetta's music while we go on a break? I mean, I yeah, I'm down. Play, I we play that. that enough on this show. You don't, um, you think so? But you just, yeah, but you're just talking man. about the review. You don't want to like. Uh, all right, we'll play Creek Time, I yeah, guess. Yeah, play Creek Time, or at least, you know, a couple minutes of it. Yeah, we'll play We'll play some. Okay, well, we're on Gunwash. Thank you, everyone. And uh, Keith, we'll get to you and more about what you're working on shortly. Thank no you, problem. Noah, for helping uh, Armando. This is going to be wonderful. I'm very yeah. excited about it. And congratulations again to Jack and Odetta. Wonderful. For sure. I hope we get to see you next time that you play. No. I saw you once this uh, season, but I hope I do again. More coming. I want to see it in front of thousands again. Mm. Thousands. And we'll be back shortly on Gunwash.com. You are now listening to Gunwash Radio. Hey, Aaron. Yes. How you doing, man? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. It's been a tough week. I'd say so. Why? What? What's going on with you? I man? just sensed it. Yeah, man. I'm like. I had a tough man. week too. I spilled coffee on myself last night on my way to Aaron's house. Yeah, I was going to actually mention that because I wanted Armando to come over yesterday, and he really, I really thought he was coming, but then he hits me with this message saying that he spilled coffee on himself, so he can't come. I don't really oh, understand. Man. On no, but the, pants? Uh, no, not. It was like I was like, okay, take a cab and I'll let you borrow pants. I don't know. No, no, I have pants. I have plenty of pants. All right, I just, but then don't get like, so bummed out about the like, coffee on the pants. It's like imagine you on your way to somewhere, right? And then that like, you're about, you're really excited about it, and all of a sudden. You just get like, damn! I can't even like do this. I gotta walk back home. Nah, but I would have just. I just felt time pressured because I know I, you had a bed early. Nah, but there's. Like, I mean, I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, I don't. I didn't want to show up to your house at like eight thirty. I used to go to bed a lot, a lot earlier than that. Now. I feel like eight thirty is like super late for Aaron. I'm st- ah, no. Aaron, if you spilled coffee on yourself, you'd be done for a week. No, no. What I want to imagine. Imagine Aaron's coming to my house, right? And on the way that, like, oh before God. he gets on the train, he like spills coffee there, on himself. No, no. There. I think. No, I think there. I think there was a time where maybe that was that would be true. I have to tell you, at this time in my life, my honest. I let it go because, like, I was, you know, I luckily that have I have a girlfriend that like calms me down and makes me feel like not that foolish. You know? Well, that's but why I think that's why. Well, no, I listen. sat on Orchard Street for a minute, like, damn, what am I gonna no, do? Like, I think specifically, actually, about the girlfriend thing. I know thinking she looked at me mind, like, are you okay? And well, was, in my experience, and maybe it is because I have a girlfriend that I've had a girlfriend, a serious girlfriend for a while now. I think my personal experience, to be totally honest with you, I would if I spilled coffee on myself on the way to the train. I would just like say I would just like get a car and go wherever I was going and then hang out indoors, so I didn't have to show my like spilled. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That, I I wouldn't get deterred by it, but I can't say. You I don't know. know. Anxiety, I just felt, I just, listen, anxiety makes you do. Yeah, like anxiety she's looking makes you do at me crazy weird. Shit. She's like, "Are you okay? It's okay." And she's like, "Are you okay? It's okay. Don't worry." I'm well, like, then you, if it's okay, I I, I just you, felt uncomfortable about just hanging out after because I was no, sticky and I was just like damn like I didn't know what to do and like no but the, but, but I've been in this the girlfriend and if, then she first of all if your girlfriend says you're fine then just go with it I don't know yeah you're right I was totally right well that's what happened and I'm still kind of like bummed out about it because I was really hung looking out. forward to hanging do some out art. with a pal yeah, yeah we're do some Keith art. have you ever spilled wine on yourself in a really embarrassing way yeah, plenty of times. <laughs> yeah, but you but you does keep going, right? You one, keep, you keep hanging, stain? right? Wine stains like crazy. And it's they won't there's all people like say there's all these tricks to it. There aren't there aren't any tricks to it. Maybe yeah, I heard you have to pour white like if you get a red wine spill on yourself, they're like immediately pour white wine that on is yourself. That's some old that's yeah, some alcohol. Yeah, like, seltzer and salt. We have the like the little tide sticks to yeah, like that don't work. you know, but that doesn't really work. I think if you use dish detergent maybe and you scrub it with a toothbrush cuz I had some like I got like some oil on my shirt and I was mm-hmm. like fuck this shirt is ruined, but then I read you could put like dish detergent on it cuz I know if you take I had jeans that were really got like oil spilled on them right. and I brought them to the dry cleaner and they got the oil out and my girlfriend showed me this dry cleaner and I was like I don't know that seems a big a big fucking oil. I gotta say, like, I've actually never given a shit enough about getting the stain out. I gotta get it. You out. know, like, I, I just, I, like I, I spill it. I get like, really yeah. upset. Like, there's a shirt. This shirt has some wine stains on it somewhere. Yeah, actually, this, this shirt, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that happened to me. I was talking to this dude in Vino, and we were chilling. And this, this shirt was brand new, and I was so proud of it. I was like sporting it because you know, at Vino, we we wear whatever whatever we want. And uh, dude was just drunk, and he was like expressing himself with his hands and he just like flung the wine glass and it hit somewhere on here I can't tell and I've never did anything to it and it just kind of came out at some point that's part of your brand uh, though man you're a wine guy you're sure stains stains, that character bro that shirt is like stained stain colored it's like a, it's so. like it's like a tan. No, it's yellow. It's, it's yellow. yellow. It's so it's an easy one. It's, it's easy. Well, listen. But I'm if white blind. wine, if white wine fell on that shirt, like no. white wine doesn't, white do, wine anything. doesn't do anything. White wine. There's is a like reason water. for that too. Oh yeah, tell, me tell us. Put us on. Well, the way the way white wine and red wine are made are different. Yes. And the way white wine is made is when they before they make the wine they separate the juice from the skins. Because there's no, there's no, not enough pigment in the skins to extract into the juice. I see. When they make red wine and during the process of fermentation, which is the the, the the juice turning into alcohol, the wine is also macerating. It's it's it's, it's extracting pigments from the skins of the grapes into the juice. So when you crush a grape, it's clear juice. Yes. But wine is red because it's extracting pigments from the skin, and you know people paint with wine. So wine is stains like. You'll paint pretty, with wine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like watercolor. It's not like a normal. It's like thing, a watercolor but, dye. Yeah, yeah, I but use um, coffee ones. You know, so it, so when when wine spill, when red wine spills on you, those 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 color pigments are are stuck in there. They're White pigments. wine doesn't really have as many pigments in it, so it doesn't stick as much. Keith, how did you get into wine? Tell the story. I was working at a restaurant on Avenue B, um, and I was just a waiter in a trattoria, and uh, we were just there to like work really hard. You know, and then go out and party really hard. And then one night, right before service, the owner's best friend, he comes to us, he goes, everybody, before the shift starts, I want you all to sit down. And my friend, Beppe Filippetti, is going to teach you all about wine. And we're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, this is, we're about to go into service. Yeah. And we don't, none of us gave a shit about wine. We're just like, okay, fine. So this dude, this, this, he became my mentor, this guy, Beppe. Wow, that's beautiful. He's this, this older guy. He's like, everybody sit down, I'm going to teach you about wine. And the the wine the, this place only did southern Italian wine, very specific part of of the world. And the first thing he said is, "I don't like southern Italian wine." Okay. But I'm gonna, my friend Luigi owns this place. I'm gonna try to help you as much as I can and teach you about wine. And we're all like, "What the?" Okay. We just want Yeah, you're like, we just want to work. So he starts talking about wine. He starts talking about things like calcareous soil, dinoral fluctuations, and he's explaining this stuff all in thirty minutes. And everybody else didn't really give a shit. But I'm sitting here going, "Right, that's fascinating shit." Nice, like that reverb. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm obsessed. Like, it, it took, it was that moment. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. And then we opened up this bottle of 1996 wine from 1996 from southern Italy. And I drank it and I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. It's exactly what it sounded like. And I just, that was it. I was obsessed from then on. And I'm, I never had enough money or time to be a psalm or sommelier. Yeah, but isn't that a pain in the ass to be one It of is a pain in the ass. I mean, people that have done it, they do it. They go on to do great things. I just never had. So I started a blog when blogs were blogs and people would read right. blogs. I could, read like, I could write like five, six paragraphs and people would read the whole thing. Wow. Uh, it was back in the day. It was called East Village Wine Geek. And what I would do is run around the city to all these wine shops, buy wines, dissect them, put them back together, do tasting notes, and just put it all on the blog. So, And then I started fe- like going to the psalms that I knew and and uh, asking what they're reading. And I started getting into the science of wine. They'll I wanted tell you to, stuff, even though they're kind of like, eh. Well, yeah. They would just, they, they wouldn't, they would get into it because I was getting into wine. And they were kind of getting it. So when I was coming up, I was coming up with people that were coming up, gotcha. and 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 they weren't there yet, you know. So I'm, some of my friends now are they own restaurants like Joey, Joey Campanale is a good friend of mine. Um, but you know now we're all doing all this shit. But like I was doing it all on my own. So, but but not going down the psalm. By the way, can you explain to the audience what you're talking about when you say a psalm? A sommelier is a uh, position where. It's a position in a restaurant where this person is in charge of the wine program. Mm-hmm. They're in charge of understanding all the wines in the wine list, keeping the wine cellar maintained, understanding how to serve the wine to the table. There's a lot of protocol there. Um, I mean, beyond that, just the history of wine, the science of wine, everything else. But it, it's not just understanding wine. It's understanding how to maintain an inventory and how to were psalms better back in the day are there too many yeah there's now? probably two too, of them is it too there was, easy there's only five psalms and now there's five million well I would say psalms are better today than back in the day uh. because the psalm back in the day had this uh, air of being a snob and that's kind of how because it's just how it's the history of the psalm is pretty interesting it starts in France but nowadays psalms are more and more that's the thing is more and more people are becoming psalms Psalm is short for sommelier. So the people, more and more people are becoming psalms, and 
they're trying to do it in different ways. They're trying to like be a little more approachable to people. They're trying to prove that being a psalm right. is not necessarily this stuffy thing. I mean, there are psalms that wear suits every day and do their thing. This is Manhattan. I mean, this, is, this is New York. And in yeah. Manhattan, you have some high, fine dining stuff. So, but $1,000 a bottle. But so, okay, yeah, on, on the psalm thing, like my two questions, based on what you said, leads me to my like two next questions, which is like, there's many, there are many professions and special specializations around the world, all different things right. that you can learn. But for some reason, the psalm thing is like you give your life up for it. I mean, there's a million things that are just as hard as that. Right. There are many things that are just as hard as like knowing sure. what, why is it, what's in wine from tasting it. But wine for some reason, fair enough. But, you know, being a doctor is complicated, too. Hell, yeah. But so I'm saying, like, what is it about? Is it because it's that old French shit that, like, it's so, like, you know, you say, these people, you know, they give their fucking lives up for this thing. I mean, at some point in history, the Somme became a uh, an elite position. Right. And that position, that, that elite position kind of started, it's, it just kind of created this sort of air of snobbery. And as wines became more and more expensive and as sellers collected more and more wine, the value went up. When people have access to that kind of stuff they i guess at some point it becomes something i mean like the thing with I me though you. is like when i so when i was i was a waiter at this place max over on avenue b this yeah. is when that thing happened now this winemaker this restaurant owner was building a wine bar at the time when wine bars were kind of just starting in right. new york over on fourth street called in vino and he saw that i was really getting heavy into wine so at some point in 2003 he told me and the dishwasher to leave max walk a block and start working at Invino. So I was the first waiter at Invino. And oh, what wow. I did was, and this is back in the day when, you know, the East Village was, was, you know, this is why, this is what we wear at work because right. we don't, it's East Village. We don't give a shit. Right. And what day was it? What day was it? It was a Wednesday. <laughs> it was dark oh, was outside. Was it post 9 11? 2003 is when I graduated high school. That's interesting. Yeah, it's post 9 11. The whole reason I got into. The whole reason I got into wine is because post 9-11. I was in the music industry before that, and I got out of the music industry, and then I got into wine accidentally. So Beautiful accident. When I got, It was. So when I got to Invino, I started getting, like, I'm the kind of, what I want to do is I want a badass wine list, and I'm learning as I go, and as I'm learning, I'm teaching the customer what I'm learning. And that's what I want. Sure. I want people to understand uh, the wine industry. I want people, I don't want to guard my information. I want people to get exactly what I'm trying to give them. And that's kind of how I, how I went. And, um, I don't know. I just have. I guess I had more of an opportunity with that because I never had. A, I never had the the, the the curriculum to kind of right. like, kind of structure me. I did it all on my own. So why no? Why no uh, hardcore psalm training for you? You just you were like, this is. I'm on this thing, and I, I was don't, broke. Yeah, it's expensive to begin. It's expensive. I was broke. I didn't have any time. I was right. too busy trying to like pay rent and work yeah. and all that stuff. But I ended up like the restaurant. You know, I ended up staying at the restaurant. People would be fired. People got hired. I was sure. still there. The owner said, "Keith, you're my man. I want you well, to run my man. restaurant." And then I said, "Sure," but I'm in college. I wasn't in. Co- I, went, I went back to school. I never went to college, but I kind of played around for a minute here in New York. And then I got married, and we were in our before we got before I got married. The owner was like, "Keith, I know you're in school to be an English teacher or a history teacher, whatever you want to do, but I think you're a wine person, and wow. I think when just think about it, I would like you to help me run this restaurant." So I went on my honeymoon. We're chilling in Italy. We're sitting in Umbria, drinking a glass, drinking a bottle of wine. I'm looking out of the countryside. I'm like, "Fuck history, man! Fuck, yeah. fuck like I'm I fuck this mean. shit." So I came back to uh, New York, and I'll, I quit school. 
told Luigi I was going to run his restaurant for him, and I started running his restaurant, and then in 2007, I bought it. Easier said than done. Right. I had a partner. We bought the restaurant. I opened a wine shop on Avenue C, and for seven years, I had a wine shop and a restaurant right there. Damn, man. So, and then in 2014, my partner and I split. He took the wine shop. I had the restaurant. So, I came, went, started at the first waiter, and now I'm the sole proprietor. That's a beautiful thing, man. Wow. Crazy. And uh, the split, all good. He took the shop. Oh, yeah. He took the store. You're all what good. up, David? Yeah, what up, Hitch? That's awesome, man. Yeah, we're good. It was, it was, it was, it was all, yeah, it's all business. You, you know? wanted to do that? You wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go to the wine shop still and say hi and hang out. I but, thought I thought he was gonna be like, oh, one day I, I found a bottle of wine and I sold it for like a trillion dollars, and then that's how I opened up a business. Oh, that would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. God, I don't know if I would. Op- I don't know if I would have opened a business. I don't know what I would have done. So, but you're not originally from New York, though. I'm, I was born in Syracuse. You're born in Syracuse, so but I was raised in the South. Okay, yeah, you seem yeah. like you got a little bit of a southern. It thing doesn't going. go away. I know, yeah. I know. When I first moved to New York, everyone called me Urban Cowboy, and. Uh, so basically, sorry to cut you off there, Aaron, no, but, no. but Keith's going to take us to wine school. Oh yeah, I and was you do say. this for you do you do a lot of education, right? Yeah, I teach wine classes once a week at Invino. Oh it's, shit, uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, dude. so every Tuesday from seven to eight, it's twenty five dollars a person, four bottles of wine, meat and cheese plate. One hour of awesome education. It's a lot of fun. I do everything from the most popular class is blind tasting, where I get the actual Somme, quartermaster sommelier blind tasting exam, and we kind of we, we blind wine. Oh, and then, uh, yeah. okay. So you do know a little bit about that. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've learned. I mean, I've been in the wine industry for over a decade sure. now. So I mean, I've but I've learned. I. I, I I've learned wine. I'm so obsessed with wine that at some point I wanted to start to teach it. And when you want to start teaching wine, you have to make sure that what you're saying is no, not bullshit. You have to make sure that everything you say and every every question somebody asks, the answer has to be true. Because in wine, sometimes it's easy to kind of like beat around the bush. And people sometimes think that wine educators are full of shit because they can say whatever they you want. Could like fake it, right? Yeah. People say, but you so, start so, saying a bunch of shit. Are some are some are psalms ever like, oh, you're not the real? La, la, la. You know, no one's ever told me that to yeah, my good, face. Fuck I don't that. know. <laughs> on yeah. the internet? What about on the internet? No, the no, internet no. is a toxic place for no. wine drinkers and wine tasters. No, but Keith yeah. is the man, though. The, the dopest thing about him, he did a video series, and he actually was, like, drinking wine with Sadat X. Yeah. And, oh, and, okay. and like, and not being, like, bougie about it, like... Like what was it? You had like the fucked up factor. Yeah, the right? fucked up factor. So Dot X does these does these uh, wine videos, and uh, God, I don't even know how they reached out to me, but I would watch their videos. Somebody got me in touch with them, and uh, Will Tells, who's his boy, was like Keith. Yeah, we want to come to Invino. We'd love to do a do a do a. They're called the Wine Connoisseurs. Well, I gotta check this out. So, so Dot X and Will Tells came to Invino, and. Uh, yeah, we just sat around. And what he does is when he when he drinks a wine, he's like, he, he he's like, okay, this the fucked up factor on this wine is this because he wants to know how much how fucked up he's going to get on the uh, wine. Okay. So uh, we we started at Envino. We had a bunch of we had a bunch of food. We slammed down some wine. We took a walk, a fun walk, over to the wine shop. Sit down in the wine shop, drink more wine, just kind of chilled. I can't imagine that walk. Sounds yeah, fun was, as hell. Hey, wait, Noah, walk. no, no, who, who is Sadat X? Oh yeah, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's in one of them old school, old school. But he's from Cal. Is this a X from Cali? No, nah, man. No, nah, he's from. I thought he was from he's a New York. Guy. He's a New York. Oh, I thought he was a Cali rapper. 
No, no. <laughs> what are you? Who are you from, Cali? No. So what is the? Uh, I wish. So what is the <laughs> fucked up factor? The fucked up factor. How is fucked up are you going to get? How fucked up are you going to get? Yeah, because different wine has different alcohol. Content. See, I never thought of it like that, but I guess that's true. I mean, I, I guess yeah, it'll give you different levels like, of fucked up. I can never two, tell the difference. The I'm two wines I have, one has a higher alcohol content, one has a lower alcohol content. Uh, okay, so now, what are the what now? Yeah, so you brought two bottles. Yeah, I brought a couple bottles of bread. So now what? Uh, as a as a as a Aaron, you're going to come out of here knowing something. Okay, that's great. Uh, as a <laughs> As a connoisseur and one who enjoys wine, uh, why would you take the lower alcohol con? I mean, you know, for someone who say wants to drink or something like that. Well, that's right? the thing. Like having a, it was more. Like, this was not something that came up as much in the restaurant as it did when I had a wine shop. Uh-huh. When I had a wine shop, people come in and the, the, you know, wine to them is not something they want to sit and enjoy and let open up and all that cool shit. But they just want to get drunk and that's sure. that's cool though and that's that's fucking fine i'm like i was never my wine shop alphabet city wine company was just like i have some awesome wine yeah you know and people would come in and like yo tonight i just want to get drunk and i'm like cool this is the one for you right because wine different wine has different alcohol contents and whether the wine the content is at 15 percent or 12 percent it's more about what you dig because the alcohol itself is not really going to define the wine so much as the other shit going on in the wine i mean uh-huh. yes the alcohol will sometimes there's these are all general statements because there's always there's always a different you know there's always factors involved and everything mm-hmm. all that but um Getting, I mean, getting drunk on wine's fun. It's I, great. Yeah, I mean, what's your favorite wine to get drunk on? Good question. Uh, well, my favorite wine. I mean, I got. It's like saying what's your favorite movie, but right, but um, or your favorite Ween song, but. Oof. <laughs> um, I think it's um, Buckingham Green. But anyway, <laughs> um, let's play that one. Um, Give it up. My favorite wine, my favorite grape that makes wine is Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo yes, is a grape from Peter. That's actually the only thing I know about wine. Oh, nice. Like, I've been doing this food radio shit for fucking you're seven like, years. You're educated, man. I've learned you're a lot, but wine like keeps escaping me. But all I learned is that Nebbiolo Nebbiolo's is what shit. I want. Yeah, now, Nebbiolo. I love it. And now that I don't know what it is. But is I love a, it. So Nebbiolo is a grape that's grown in uh, Piedmont, in northern Italy, in the southern part of Piedmont. Uh-huh. There's a there's a little town called Barolo. It's a famous little town, and in that town and the surrounding area, they grow. A primarily a grape called Nebbiolo. Nebbiolo from Latin means nebbia, which means fog. Because every time, every every uh, every October during harvest, this dense fog rolls into the actual to the area. It's also because the grape itself has a little milky thing on top of it. But the cool thing about Nebbiolo is it's elegant, it's badass, it's full bodied. But it always has at least a 14 to 50% alcohol. So you can drink an elegant, badass bottle of wine that has a high alcohol. You can get drunk, and you're drinking a, like, a, like an actual beautiful wine. That's beautiful. What is, so what, what, I hear that a lot, but though, what is full body? I don't know what that fucking means. Right. So full body is mm. – uh, there's, there's a couple factors that go into full like body. body of your dick. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so the full, the full body is, 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 is a couple of factors going on. So wine has this thing called acidity in it. Acidity, sure. Wine is made up of water, alcohol, acidity, and a bunch of organic shit. Right. Which is called phenolic compounds, what science phenolic, calls phenolic compounds. Phenolic. Yeah, nice and nice Phenolical. Phenomenal. Phenolicals. Yeah. So the, the, the acidity in the wine often defines how heavy that wine is going to be. In that oh, okay. if a wine has low acid or low acidity... The wine's gonna be dense and heavier on your palate. If a wine has a higher acidity, it's gonna be a little bit lighter on your palate. That's a that's it. I would have thought the opposite, but what do I know? Right. Well, that's what acidity. Acidity comes in and just breaks up the party. Oh, okay. it's like that first Ween show I went to. There were thirty people. That was a light-bodied red wine. By now, a McCarran pool was packed and I couldn't move. That's a full-bodied red wine. Oh, okay. Now you're making it more. 
key. I understand it. So using let me ask you something. Let's say if I like squeeze a bunch of orange juices. Oh fuck. Yeah. Like, it, right. If I have like I squeeze a bunch of oranges, right, mm-hmm. and like over let's say eight years, mm-hmm. right, will that all those oranges get me drunk? So what's happening is all. So what we have when when wine when 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 fruit fruit has sugar natural sugar in it. Yeah. Right? Yes. So what happens is this little single celled organism called yeast. What it does is it, is it it's in the air right now. Yeast is chilling with us right oh, now. You, see, room. I didn't even know that. It's all and, and it's all get over away the, from me, yeast. <laughs> I know. I can't even see you. Yeah. Get away. Yeah. But the, the so the yeast is you know. So what happens is you if you were to take a, a bunch of oranges and, and put them into the corner of that room and just let it chill for a minute, or you just crush a bunch of grapes in a bowl and you put it in the room, there's a, there's a chance that at some point the yeast in the air is going to start eating that sugar and it's going to convert it into ethanol, which is alcohol. It's just a natural Natural prog- it's a natural thing. So yeast will just eat sugar, and it just farts and keeps it. And, and, oh, and it turns it into ethanol and carbon dioxide. So it actually it's releasing gases. It's it? releasing gases, and that's how you make sparkling wine because you you trap that gas and it has nowhere else uh-huh. to go. So it soaks back into the wine and creates these little bubbles, and that's how you get sparkling wine. That's cool, man. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, people, you can you, if you put. I mean, with orange juice, orange. I'm not really sure. I mean, I mean, I just said orange like, because you like, got that no. jailhouse wine. Yeah. Oh, that's like yeah, a jailhouse wine. I mean, if you if you were to like actually get yeast and just and you know cultured yeast and and and, 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 and introduce it to the orange juice, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sure at some Is cultured point, mean grown by humans. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. And if you were to like do that, you know, it would probably turn into alcohol. But I don't think you get drunk on it per se because there's so much sugar. There's more sugar, I believe, in an orange. I'm not. I could be full of shit. So what if I let's say someone did that with grape? I just said oranges because I just like, no. You but know. grapes are a specific thing. They have that right compound. I mean, I don't know. I guess, well, grape. Uh, well, yeah, grapes. Uh, it, it's just. Um, great. The, the grape juice is is is. Um, Yeast is attracted to grape juice. I mean, that's how yeah. that's how the whole thing started. That's right. how wine started yeah. being made. Is back in whenever the fuck that was. You know? If yeast was into oranges, we'd be in orange <laughs> wine. Right. Have you ever oranges? seen an episode of The Simpsons when uh, Sideshow Bob becomes like a uh, he, yeah, he gets into wine? Yeah, I remember that. Right, one. and he gets oh, into it so <laughs> hard. He gets with, he gets into it so hard that like. He becomes a president of like Tuxany or some shit. No shit, and I did not see that one. Um, look into it. Is that where he gets all sophisticated and shit? Because it's like a kind of like a wine episode. Of right. Nice. So, I have a question, just real quick, for our friends that don't drink alcohol, mm-hmm. like our seventeen-year-old interns in Armando. Oh, yeah, you're young. Can you? Can you think that it's possible to taste the flavor differences in a grape juice? So, say you know you're using different grapes in the terroir and you mm-hmm. know the longitude, latitude, whatever mm-hmm. it is that's going to change the different profiles of different wines. You think that you could actually have those same differences reflected in a non-alcoholic version? You know, besides like Welch's grape juice, I don't know. Like, are there like different varieties of grape juice that like is there like a nebbiolo grape juice that's non-alcoholic and you can actually taste that it's different yeah. from yeah people make people do make uh, non-alcoholic grape juice from um boring from uh hey. oh it's good I'm wine kidding. grapes so wine boring. grapes are primarily from europe that's that's okay. that's what we that's what we dig like like there's a there's a there's a there's a species called uh vinifera okay and vinifera is what makes some of the 
most some of the, all the wines basically in the world. So and Northern Cali, that's soft. We don't like that stuff. Well, Northern Cali, all that wine is Vitis vinifera because all these uh, grapes came yeah, from yeah, Europe. Yeah, the yeah, only yeah. grape, the, 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 the species of grape that's native to the United States is called Vitis labrusca. And that's how we make Manischewitz. Yeah. It's made with, <laughs> it's made with con- the Concord grape that you get at bodegas. Right. That is, that is uh, Vitis labrusca. Yeah, it and it just brusca. doesn't really, it doesn't really jive. It doesn't, it's a, it sounds brutal. Brutal labrusca. It's a bigger grape. And the, yeah, like wine grapes are this big. Like, you know, yeah, you don't want that. that big. Have brusca. you ever made your own wine? No, it's the one thing I haven't done. I've worked, I've worked in a vineyard briefly, but I've not made my own wine. You make some, man. I, you know, I want to, but like, God, you know, I got a restaurant. Yeah, I got, I got it. You know, I'm a small business in New York City, man. It's, so what, it's a lot what if of work. you just try that idea that you just said earlier about just like yeah, put it in the corner, grapes in the corner. Here I should there. actually, yeah. I should and do then that. just like resell it for a trillion bucks. I, I drink that. I always I wanted to like smash it with my feet. Yeah, well, that's what Sideshow yeah. Bob did. Um, so, which wines did you bring? I brought. A multiple. You guys ever heard of multiple Chano? Oh Listen, yeah, man, you're putting. Oh, yeah. I don't know shit. No, okay. they know. They know. Uh, right. So every two, every Sunday at my restaurant, we do something called Sunday Gravy. So mm-hmm. it's a three course menu for twenty five dollars and a fifteen dollar bottle of wine. And in Italy, in Italian restaurants through the seventies and the eighties, uh, if it wasn't Chianti in a in a basket wine bottle, it was multiple Chano. This is like the this is like the, the table wine. The table wine of it's not. It's there's there's a I know. Sorry, everybody. That it's multiple channels. Amazing. It's, right. It can be no, wonderful. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is kind of the wine that everybody is like, "Hey, let's get some wine on the table. What yeah, you guys yeah, doing?" Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, multiple channels. That. So I brought a, like a good, easy drinking multiple chano. And then I got a super Tuscan because people know super Tuscan. Do you have you know super Tuscan? Listen, man, you're putting me onto everything. Yeah, right, I don't man. know nothing. I know Manischewitz. Right on. <laughs> this is different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so a super Tuscan is just uh, there's a whole history with super Tuscans, but it's a it's a full bodied red wine. Okay. So this is a grape. This is a, this is a blend of Sangiovese, which is a native grape to Italy. It's primarily grown in the central part of Italy, mm-hmm. mostly in Tuscany. This is from Tuscany, and it also has some Merlot in it. Merlot kind of softens it a little bit. See, you know, I went, uh, my girlfriend and I went to Northern California and we learned a lot. I learned like a little bit about the wines, but Mm -hmm. like, for example, like I didn't even know, I didn't even know that like this kind of wine or whatever could have a Merlot in it. I don't really get that. Does that mean there's a grape in it? Is that as a mix of grapes or like? Right. So whenever you see, okay, Merlot is a, so Merlot is a grape. Right. Cabernet Sauvignon is a grape. Got it. So. In California, um, often the wine, the grape that's in the wine is on the label. Gotcha. But in California... Hey, hello. Hey. Hello. What's up, caller? What's up, motherfucker? Hey, this is Ace. Yo, what's up, my dude? I've been listening. I got a wine question for you guys. All right, shoot. What up? We got an expert. All right, I got, I got a nice poker game going with the guys, and I want to get, like, a good bottle of White Zinfandel for them to really, like, impress them. What should I get? Well... Isn't that a joke? Like Zinfandel's kind of crappy or something like that. Ace, I don't know, man. I mean, you should just go get, just get any, just go and get any white Zinfandel. White right. Zinfandel is honestly, to tell you the truth, there's not a lot of variation in white Zinfandels. Every white Zinfandel pretty much tastes the same. He gives you them straight. It's a bad idea. I love a Zin, your finest white Zinfandel. Right, because white Zin is a mass-produced wine, but the thing is, it's always going to have a lot of sugar in it. It's always going to be a very sweet wine. It's what they call a blush. I think I think Ace knows that he's kind of making a joke Ace, a little bit. I found Ace Alizé yeah. type of guy. Yeah, I thought he was like an Alizé no, type it, of but, guy. but it's the best. It's the king of wine. No, why don't you get a Montepulciano, my dude? 
Multiple con, whatever you call it. Yeah, get them <laughs> well, because my boys, they like the white zimp. All right. Well, get them alone yeah, and impress your buddies. Just white zimp around. I'm getting thirsty. Just go to the, just go, <laughs> close your eyes and pick one, man. I think uh, Yellowtail is for you, my brother. Yeah, yeah thanks, right, Ace. Right. Ace. I love you, by the way, Ace. By the way, for the for the record, for the record, Ace knows that Winston Vendell is not a. Uh, oh, okay. Do you think like brands like Yellowtail is insulting to if I bring you a bottle of wine like Yellowtail? It's insulting to him. Oh, God. Yeah, man. I mean, like it's it's shit wine. But the thing is, mass produced wine is is just it's around it's like anything mass produced. It's, 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 it's around. Man. It's like it's like hot dogs. No, and but Oscar you know Meyer. how like like okay, you can be a beer dude, but you can be like, I'll drink a fucking Bud. That sounds great right now. There's yeah. not really like a shitty cheap yeah, that's wine true, that's where true. you're like like a shitty wine will make you nauseous. Whereas a Bud is like a Bud. It's an American Bud's beer. A bud, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There's a, there's one wine that made me sick. Actually, it's called um, Barefoot. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like but feet. It tastes like shit. But. I used to get sick from that fucking Trader Joe's garbage. Right, Trader Joe's Ugh. is garbage. It's the all thing garbage, is about, man. And I tell all my people, when, I, when I'm teaching my wine classes, I'm like, look, drink whatever you want. Right. I'm not here to be, you know, a snob and, and tell you, like, oh, my God, are you drinking a Trader Joe's? It's yeah, right. fucking stupid. Yeah. But what, what, what I... It is when stupid, you are drinking fine. Trader Joe's wine, you're not drinking real. You're not. You're drinking real wine, but you're not drinking wine that anyone gives a shit about. No, you're drinking wine that's technically wine. It's made by. It's made by machines, basically, right. and, and they do a lot of things to manipulate some of those wines you get in that shop. You know, I mean, that's why it gives you a headache. Yeah, yeah, because there's too much sugar Such a and weird shit. In it, shit. So, Some of that pop, you can open all the fucking art parties. You got to drink all that garbage wine. Oh, you don't have to drink it. Ooh, look at that. You right. can bring your own, Jack. You can bring your own Montepulciano or whatever the fuck is. Right, we got another call. What's hey, going on? what up? It's probably Ace again. What up, my brother and sister? Oh, mother. Hey. Hello. Hey, caller. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is Sammy Carmen. I'm calling from North California. Hey, hey man. what's up, Sammy? What's up, Sammy? Hi, I was just curious. Um. Uh, I'm in San Francisco specifically, um, and I, I was just curious what um, most of our wines come from the south, and what I don't understand about you um, East Coast people is where do your wines come from? Well, you know, we do have wineries out here, but I don't know if they're... I mean, we have wineries in, like, the North Fork of Long Island and stuff, but I don't know that they're... Uh, well, one, of, one of the things we got going for us in the East Coast is we're... Whoa. Yeah. Well, we're close to Europe. And I feel like most of the wines are imported, that's all. Well, you're right. They are. Uh, that was weird. Really fucking weird. <laughs> well, he was like mocking us, I think. He was yeah, like, I think so. He was well, like, where does your wine come hey, from? Listen, <laughs> listen, there's nothing wrong with mocking us. Go right ahead. <laughs> uh, wait, listen, uh, by the way, while the caller was on, I had a sip of the wine. What'd yeah. you think? Oh, what do we got? Can here? I hold smell on, it? Hold on, hold on. I, hey, can I, let me smell it. Okay, Take us through the whole process. Yeah, you cheated. Yeah, yeah, I did. I had a tiny, tiny, tiny little taste. So I, hey, I forgot I about that this taste. properly? No, actually. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No, seriously, I'm not? No, no, no. you hold, hold it like it, he's, he's the expert. Hold it, hold it like he's That's what I'm it. asking. Hold it by the stem. Okay. Because the whole point is, like, when you're drinking wines, like, you know, when you're really, you're, you're really drinking a wine, um, you're, the whole point, the whole reason why a stem... Is, was invented was because the way wine is served at a certain temperature and that temperature is so that 
the wine is a little bit sleepy, and as oxygen comes in and starts opening the wine up, it's it's it it, it opens up at a nice gradual pace. So when you hold it by like this, you're warming the wine up before it wants to open up. So the whole reason why the stem exists is so you can hold this, so the wine can be at the temperature at which it is, and let it just open uh-huh. up on its own. And opening up means oxygen's right. So oxygen so. rushes. So imagine you take an apple, slice it in half. And it starts to turn brown. Put in the kit and starts to turn brown. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what's happening with wine. It's oxidizing and it's turning into vinegar. We're actually enjoying the death of a wine. <laughs> did you just? Did you what? try some? <laughs> Don't get it on your pants, dude. Did you try some? Did you try some? <laughs> no, I just smelled it and it smelled oh, really wow. good. All right. Nice. That's a good reaction to wine. Wow. That was wow. like methane gas. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Wait, wait. So there's different I... shapes of wine glasses. There are different shapes of wine glasses, but I would tell anybody out there that's, that's drinking wine to not necessarily worry too much about that because um, there are definitely, definitely there's, there's a whole design to wine glasses. Uh, like the wine glasses we have here are just fine. I have certain wine glasses that in my restaurant that I use because I want, I want people to be able to swirl and yeah, let it open up. big, huge ones, right? Yeah, they're, they're pretty big. Uh, but honestly, you know, wine, wine glass is a wine glass is a wine glass. Um, you know, you can get into the, the science of it and how like, you know, whether it's crystal or if it has lead in it and all that. But honestly, you just want a nice wide mouth enough. So the wine enough oxygen is getting in there to let all the alcohol rush out and let the actual wine start to destroy itself. Bondo, what did you smell? What happened? No, it just smelled really good. It smelled beautiful. It was just like alive. So walk me through it. Oh, okay. You're yeah, can you yeah, sorry. show us the etiquette, all the steps? So I would like have it in my hand now. With okay, the so you pour it, and then you right. hand it, and your finger and your thumb are on the base well, just, of the glass. Well, I mean, that's very fancy. This is the way to look like a boss. This is like sexy shit right here. You just you hold it like, like this. You must know something. You're just going to hang out. Yeah. But honestly, you know, holding it like this for, you know, wine is is best. This is the way to hold it, basically. Got you. That's how I always hold it. I was told about the, the warming up thing before, yeah. but I didn't know that was the reason. So then you want, so when someone comes to the restaurant, someone, when someone comes when when the when the person comes to the table is going to serve you the wine, they pour a little bit of wine in your glass. A couple things happen here. People get really nervous of this shit. What happens here is all you're really trying to do is you've just had a conversation with the person you're buying wine from, right? You said what you like, they interpreted that, told you what they thought you should have, you said, Awesome, that sounds great. They went down to the wine cellar, came back with the wine that you think they that you guys agreed on. Okay. So the first thing they're going to do is they're going to show you the label. You're like, oh fuck it, I've yeah, never seen that shit exactly, before. But exactly, so you just yeah, look. Yeah. If you want to look cool, just go, just like a really confident nod. Yeah. And then they're going to pop the bottle. Hopefully they know how to do it right. And then they're going to pour a little bit in the glass for you. Now this bottle, however old it is or young it is, it's been sitting in, a, in the wine in, in the bottle for quite some time. So it's going to just sit there. Now you don't have to you don't have to swirl the glass because swirling people sometimes get nervous about swirling the glass. Really, all you want to do is just. Smell it. The swirling of the glass is something different, right? Well, the swirling the glass is kind of important only because you're just you're trying to aggravate the wine. You're trying to get that oxygen in there. You're trying to encourage right. the wine to open gotcha. up because it has all this shit it wants to give you. The wine's like, yo, I want to give you all these aromas, but I, I'm sleepy. So you got to right. agitate the wine, let the oxygen get in there and start doing its thing. But you don't necessarily, if, if you're nervous about swirling in a restaurant, just don't do it. It's right. totally fine. It's going to open wow. up anyway. And then when, when the server leaves, just kind of sit there with the person you're with and just kind of go... I'm gonna try this shit. All right, cool. Let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can you kind of like try it, but there's you know I tell my I tell my the people I teach I'm like you can literally just do this. Yeah, yeah, just like just like shake it around. Just a shake bit. the shit yeah, around. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you can get sexy and do this if you want. Like with smaller glasses, and you're nervous too because it might spill out. You know, I have, that's why I got in my restaurant. I had like these big glasses. I want people to be able to do that. Do a lot of yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing is, like, all we're trying to do right now. Watch me, nay, nay. When that. Yeah. <laughs> 
So <laughs> watch me work. Yeah. So you, the first thing you want to do is you want to like smell the wine. So the, so the, the, it's poured, and then you just, you look at the wine, smell oh, kinda it. Kind of appley. If the wine if the wine smells similar to what you guys were talking about, then it's great. All you're trying to do is do when you smell it. Do you enjoy that wine? Yeah, I mean like. I smell like fruit. I don't know. Fine, cool, but you would, but you enjoy it. Sure, absolutely. Okay. I heard that if it's corked, it smells like wet dog, wet dog, wet cardboard, mm. grandpa's basement. Yeah. How would you know though? Why is it how always you... grandpa? I don't know. But how would you know? Because it's corked. How would you know? That's, what you That's if you the smell crazy wet dog, thing. It's, it's tough uh, because like, if you've uh, never uh, smelled bad. cork wine, I hope this wine's corked. If you've never smelled, <laughs> <laughs> if you've never smelled cork wine, it's very hard to explain. When you say, like, like you say, Jack, you say wet dog, wet newspaper, wet cardboard, stinky people. It's not. It's actually like. So what actually happens is this: uh, when when so a cork is porous, right? Right. So when, when, when cork is being made, it has to be sanitized before it be, it's being used. So what they do is it goes through a sanitizing process, and then it gets cleaned. So because it's porous, some of the trace amounts that are in the sanitation process called chlorophenol get stuck into the little porous nature. Porous. This is what they think happens. Every bottle of wine has a little space of air between the cork and the actual wine, right? Yes, yes. So what they think happens is... Sometimes there's a lot of airborne fungus just because wine is alive. It's happening. Sure. You know? So there's a lot of this airborne fungus just chilling right here. Sometimes puppy. that airborne fungus interacts with the chlorophenols in the, in, the, uh, in the cork, has an enzymatic reaction, and converts into something called 246-trichlorinisol. Otherwise, nice. He's got a lot yeah, of knowledge, my Otherwise brother. known as TCA, otherwise known as cork tank. Now, this shit drops into a bottle and strips the bottle of all flavor. Okay. Now the the trick is everybody has a different sensitivity to cork. Somebody can smell it from people can smell it from a mile away. Some people can't smell it until their nose is touching the wine. Yeah, but how do you smell it? I'm trying to understand. That's the you thing. Nose it. Yeah, it, it's you. Unfortunately, until you smell a corked wine, it's hard to explain. It's, it's hard to explain. It, it, it so is. You're what saying some, so you're saying once in a while you pour a glass and it's not. It's tainted. In it's a, tainted. Jack, weren't you at a really fancy so restaurant? So wait, what is corked? It means that you it's, had a Magnum wine. And it was corked. And it was corked, yeah. Mm. Wait, yeah. So, so wait, so corked, so corked Sedana, is actually Sedana corked is actually the you name. Know, it's funny, Aaron. So we were at Del Posto for like a fucking you know heritage That's family awesome. dinner. Got there's corked. Like Thirteen people at the table. Huge Magnum bottle of wine. He pours all the glasses. So and Patrick's ex-wife Sedana, who's from Piedmont, she's like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. She corked. knew. She knew immediately. No, no one else. So did. wait, wait. So wait. Corked and then the psalm comes over. He's like, wow, you're right. Yeah, wow. Totally. So the cork. So corked is a term for a bad bottle. So corked. Corked wine. Is a term for what I that, that that whole crazy scientific process that just I right. just said. So saying just corked is just a better way of saying, hey, this has two, four, six trichloroisol, or right. there's TCA in this wine. It's like this wine's corked, and it's and, and when I'm teaching when I at my wine class, I love when wine is corked. I mean, I hate it for my purposes because I want to sell that shit. But you love to talk about it. I fucking love it because yeah, 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 yeah. people. It, it's amazing the look on people's faces. I'll pop a, a bottle that's not corked, the same bottle. I'll pass the corked wine around. And then I'll pass, and then I'll pour everybody a new a new glass, and it's just like night and day. So it's stinky. It's not. It actually doesn't smell like anything. Uh, yeah, so like this no wine good... is a little bit stinky. Really? A little poopy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah right. Poopy? Yeah, a little poopy. Can I have a little? It's a little taste? bit like yeah. I mean, it's a little. bit I brought smelly. the glass to Jack. Oh, sorry. That's okay. I just have always wanted to learn about what's how to, the most expensive you know, bottle wine. of wine like to this date because I, I know, know they there's no answer it. for that. Come on, no, come on. There's no answer for that. I don't really know. I know there's a lot of wines at auction, and wines can go for thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, there's wines out there that have been aging for a long time, but it's, you know, 
expensive wine on that level. I don't know, man. It's not a, not a thing for me. Right. I, I, I'm not on that level. I like to drink wine. I like to enjoy wine. And, and sometimes, you know, I'm just not in that world. There are people that I know that are in that world. I have good friends that work at restaurants and, and, and go to auctions, and they buy like entire lots of wine for their wine cellars in Manhattan, and they're they're experiencing prices on a level that I can't even understand. Well, they're collectors. People, you know, collectors number, get number insanely one. Number into one things. is yeah. the Odetti. Oh, appreciate this. The Screaming Eagle Cabernet Sauv. Ninety-two sold for half a million dollars. See, but that's not, but, yo, but that's not even but, that old. You know, that's like it's that's a, it's a, a little, charity auction. A little, oh, it's yeah. a Napa Valley charity auction. So, Screaming yeah. Eagle, it's called. I like that. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, oh, so you're saying that's kind of like it's kind of that's like, a marketing thing, right yeah, there. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the wines of Europe. I mean, there's some wines in in France that are just like fucking stunning. But the life of a wine is not as long as some of these wines right. are being auctioned. At the it was time a shipwrecked 1907. Yeah, but so wait, so so but wait, so oh, so and that was very expensive, right? Two seventy five. Yeah, okay, really yeah. fucking old. So, um, but now let me ask you something. So, but technically, the older it gets, the more chance you have of it kind of being not so good, or no? Yeah. Okay. So what happens with a wine? Is once a wine is made and it's put into the bottle, the party doesn't stop. Oh, good. That's awesome. So what happens is the wine itself. The organic material, the phenolics that we we're talking about, you know, the phenolic sure. compounds, all Absolutely. that junk. You know, you have the water, you have the alcohol, you have the, the acidity. Sediments. So what happens is the wine continues to interact with itself through the life of its aging process. So what happens is you have all these organic, all these, all this organic material is being attracted as, as oxygen seeps in to this cork because it's porous over a long period of time. The oxygen seeps into the organic material of the wine. That oxygen, those those little organic things, they start to gain weight, and they bind together, and they gain weight, and they fall to the bottom of the bottle. Right. That's called sediment. Now, what's happening here is, as time goes on, this wine is shedding. It's it's molting. It's right. just like, but some wines are great when in their youth, and so what happens. And even after their peak. So we're, we're talking about a peak. What happens is, and it depends on the wine. This, that's where it gets complicated. At some point in time during that process... The perfect moment happens. Ah, the perfect okay. amount See, of that. finding has come on. The perfect amount of, or, of organic material has fallen to the bottle of the wine, and it's the perfect time. It just so happens that this wine is perfect right now. And to drink a wine at its peak is absolutely stunning. Really? Yeah. It's but you don't know. You won't know. I mean, it, it's it's a very weird drinking wine. I you know drinking. I drink a lot of wine, and I've 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 experienced the wine. I have a wine in my cellar right now. That's at its peak, and if I, I if I don't sell it this year, I'm drinking the hell out of it like in a couple months or something. Right. I mean, it's fucking perfect right now. And a peak can last a little bit. So yeah. So what happens is the wine starts. It peaks. It's it's not about and it's not that's not a turning point so much, but it's like that's what the one the wine is the best. Right. I actually um I'm I'm part of a a, a great website called VinePair.com. Actually, my boy Adam Jack. That's that that's the dude who I was doing the pilot yeah, with. Yeah. Uh, it's his website, and I just wrote an article about how this happens. This is it's a, this aging process. So, after the peak, the wine is still fine. But sure. think about that. Think about if you bought once the bottle is once it's in the bottle, the party doesn't stop. Once it peaks, the party doesn't stop. That wine just keeps on finding itself, man. It's interesting. It just keeps on doing, it. and at some point, 
the organic material is less than the acidity, and the acidity takes over. Right. Because there's not enough fruit to hold up that acidity. Right. And the wine becomes thin and weak and old and tired and musty. So let's see. Let, let, we're going to get this glass. Uh, Aaron, I want to I I see what you smell. Keith, well, I want to know what you smell. Let's all smell and, and I told talk you, here. I told you right now, I smell kind of like apple-y kind of thing, but I don't know. I might be way off fucking base, man. No, check this out. This is the best part. I love that you said that. When you're smelling wine and you're so you're smelling wine, you're smelling wine aromas. Now this is what the fuck's happening. So we talk about the flavonoids go up into your nose, hit your olfactory bulb, then goes right to your brain to make you say apples. Happens in a split second. Now right. think about this. Everything that you're talking about, you're only drawing from your sense memory. If it smells like apples, you're right. It doesn't matter what you smell in wine. Right. Wine wow, like you're crazy. not wrong, ever. So if 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 Mondo is smelling a wine, he's like, dude, I'm getting asparagus. And you're like, yo, I've never tasted asparagus in my life. You'll never smell asparagus in your wine. Got it. And then, and then at some point, you might go, fuck, it does smell like asparagus. I remember when I was a kid, I had asparagus. Right. Wow. Asparagus. Okay, so wine is like a... The power yeah, 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 yeah. But the, cool. So the thing, about tasting, the thing about smelling and enjoying wine is not necessarily about getting anything right. This is an organic. This is an organic phenomenon. It's a beautiful thing, and the wine is supposed to just give you pleasure. That's interesting. Man. And all you I need think to too do, much. I yeah, never wine say culture. Like I'm not for a person like me. I don't drink, right? For 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 because I choose I mean, you not can to smell it. But unless it makes you call. Like the idea of like wine, I love it, and I just think it's amazing. It's beautiful. But the thing is, like this. So if I go, I go. Okay, what I'm smelling is. Your whole nose is in the glass. Too. My whole nose is in the glass. Yeah, they do I, that. I, That's I how they my, do it. I got a big nose too. I'm half Italian, so um, I smell cherries. See, that's what I was going to say, but I was too nervous. Don't worry about it, man. Just say fucking cherry. Whatever you say, say fucking right. grapes. Because yeah. wine's made from grapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, but it's I always, Keith, I always smell cherry. Every time I'm like black cherry. But I Go always, for it. Every I guess time. you're right. I smell black cherry. Keith right. suggested it. What if you like wash those glasses like before? Like, how do you, what if you smell the glass? <laughs> This shit smells like glass. <laughs> that, that I don't know, man. I mean, the thing I, what, I, what I will say is, if you smell the glass, the glass isn't being cleaned properly. Okay. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, yo, I like smell soap, the glass. Yeah. Can someone fucking clean this for me? Yeah. You know. But the thing is, like, when you're smelling a wine, whatever you get out of the wine is is, is, is now, now. Think about this. Jack said, every time I smell wine, I want to say cherry. Now think about that. Every time you say cherry, you're confident that you're saying cherry, and then. That confidence, like if you keep on saying it, I smell cherry, I smell cherry, your brain psychologically becomes confident with that cherry to the point that at some point you'll draw another aroma out at some point. I see. Now, if mm. I said, I'm, wait, if, I'm, if I said I'm smelling plums, does anybody know what the fuck that even means? Well, I mean, I know what a plum but is. Not really, though. But you don't know what it smells like. When's the last so, yeah, time you smelled a plum? Well, actually, exactly. yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah, like, right. you ever plum? So I, I smell plums in this wine, but you don't really know, so it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if you smell plums or not. Because the whole point of wine is you're trying to enjoy what you're drinking. Yeah. And whether, whether you can pull out strap leather, and I mean, the, the wine world doesn't really help with all of their weird right. fucking poetry. I like, yeah, 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 uh, this yeah. wine uh, connotes um, Mandarin specifically, and I'm getting a black cherry note. Can you a little tuna on this? I'm going to think, I'm thinking mostly ahi, and I think there might be a little bit of mustard on that. Yeah, but they'll smell, so they'll smell fish in that thing. 
Well, sure. <laughs> I think it's like you can smell. I mean, some white wines have a have a briny, fishy smell to them, you know. But sometimes, like it's a, it's a specifically, it's a it's a salinoid from the northern California, yeah, 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 yeah. just yeah, north yeah, of San Francisco. Yeah, 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 yeah. They sound you know, real it, smart. it can get. So, but that's not what that's not what it's about. The thing is, like, what when when people are writing wine tasting notes for the public, they're they're number one. They're, sometimes they're critics and their ego takes over. But number two, they're trying to give you a sense of what the wine is. But the problem with that, there's always a disconnect in language because you're like. I don't know what fucking ahi smells like. I just want to know that the wine smells good and I enjoy it. Like right now, I hope you're enjoying this wine. It's great, and it's a soft, smooth, medium wait, to full body wine. I didn't take wine. my first taste yet because I want to. I want to wait for the like. What What are you supposed to do with your first taste? Are you supposed to like let air in? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, like a bong, right? there. <laughs> it's kind of like a well, the bong. The bong thing comes. So what we do exactly? What we do in the wine world is when we smell, we smell the nose. We nose a wine. We get all these. We get all the all the subjective shit we're talking about, right? And, right. And, we, and we get so no, when you're smelling the wine, it's kind of farmy. Kind of farming. We call that we call that barnyard. Yeah, I, I do smell you know, a little barnyard. I call it poop. Soily. Yeah, yeah, it is a like little like, a little, little fertilizer pooping. kind of smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. tell my my people in my class just call it poop, and they yeah. have, they love that shit. I so smell a little poop, little specifically so, poop from the northern region of. So you oh. nose it, and then you nose it. So what's happening is that all that stuff's happening in your nose. So then what you do is you take a sip, and then what we do in the wine industry is this. And then we swallow it. So, what we're doing is I do that with gravy. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, the same thing. It's cool because the same thing's fucking happening. You're like getting some serious gravy. You're like really understanding the gravy because yeah. <laughs> uh, when you do that, you're you're bringing oxygen to your mouth. Oxygen is breaking this wine down. We're just all you're doing is oxidizing the wine even more. Right. And it's in a smaller environment. And then what it does is it goes back up behind your. It's called the retronasal passage. It's, you know, it's where you get the, get the drips when you get a cold. Yeah. It comes right back here, and it hits your olfactory bulb from from a different area and just adds to the complexity of the wine. Now, doing it is not necessarily, uh, re- you know, it's not required, but it's a, just a, a better way. It's another way to understand wine. Aaron, what do you think of this wine? I mean, listen, I like the wine, but I'm not like I'm just enjoying it because I'm enjoying it. I That's mean, it. Uh, there is a wine. There are wines that are like actually that are like very sugary and very tangy. What do you I, order, Aaron? Enjoy. When you order a wine, you know, because you usually Aaron's get a, a Merlot type of guy. Aaron's a Merlot type. I like of guy. Cabernet, but that's only because my girlfriend put me onto it when we when we went out there. But, but again, I've never been to Europe. Like I don't know. So you got no reason. You kind of just like order uh, the thing um, that like you know is no, worked I in mean, the past. No, I mean like I mean like like I know for a fact. Like my dad will order like Merlot. He doesn't know what the fuck Merlot is. Like he just like orders it because he knows the name. He wants to like sound oh, like. Oh, can he knows I show you something? Actually, Keith, how like for I was you know it just came to thought right now. My dad wanted a bottle for, of wine for Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. Actually, I like Malbec and for no reason. I'm gonna show you this. What about this wine? Is this wine good? Yeah, it's Chateau Neuf de Pop. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, that is... Uh, is that That's what my dad drinks. Yeah. Chateau Neuf de Pop is, wow. is an See incredible See the difference wine. between dads in the room? Me and Aaron's dad are like, yo, yeah, I'm all back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're drinking Chateau Neuf de Pop. Both from Long Island, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say this, and, and if anybody in wine is listening to me, they're going to get really pissed off, but That's okay. Chateau Neuf de Pop and Malbec for our purposes as regular con- con- consumers of wine right. we understand. have very similar characteristics not because I mean Chateau Neuf de Pop is a beautiful special place in the world in, in, in the Rhone Valley and they do amazing things um, big full bodied peppery herbaceous wines but there's also those kinds of styles in a Malbec so the Malbec is a single variety wine right Malbec is a grape 
Right. Malbec is a grape that is originally from the Bordeaux region of France. It made its way over to Chile. Then it made its way over to Argentina at some point. Right. And it made its home there. And the grape was like, yo, I like it here. I'm going to stay. And, and the humans are like, thank you because it's awesome. We're going to make the money off you. Word. So, That's awesome. So in, 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 in Chateauneuf-de-Pop, Chateauneuf-de-Pop is not a grape. It's, it's an area. And in that area, in that wine... There could be, by law, up to 13 grapes just in that wine. Okay, so There aren't, though. They usually use a primarily a, a group of three. But the wine that's grown in that area, Chateauneuf, and the wine that's grown in Argentina, these wines just, they have a similar characteristic. Right. They're heavy and spicy and big. They're completely different from each other, but they, do, they are heavy and spicy and big. And Chateauneuf is great, but it's also... That is a what we call a noble wine because it's, it's, it has a lot of history and people it's have been from taking care of it. It's from northern France, right? It's from like, uh, the Rhone Valley in southern. I didn't know. Like, oh, my southern? dad just told me one day, hey, bring this over. Like, huh. yeah. like, you have, you have, you have, like you have the Languedoc Roussillon, which is that the, the, the southern arch of France uh, towards the uh, shit. The, uh, the eastern part here is that where, where the France comes over and just kind of curls over here. Yeah, we don't know. You go, shit, you go you north of that, and that's where the road is right there. So it's kind of in southern France, but almost in north France. Okay, it's not almost. really in. It's, it's it's like actually it's like southern central. Keith, but, I got one last question from my part before you do your drops. Do you drink anything else besides wine? Shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, like yeah. beer. He said like, he was gonna get a beer before. I had a Modelo at the bar. Oh, so how does that like conflict with your tastings? It doesn't seem like it does very much. Well, I don't know shit about beer, oh, but cool. what I do have is I have, a, I have an employee, Amanda Wineland, uh, and she. Wineland. Yeah, uh, it's weird. It's, it's cool. Her name is Wineland. I love it. But um, she actually teaches beer classes on Mondays at my restaurant. So I, I, she teaches beer classes on Mondays. I te- teach uh, wine classes on Tuesdays. And I go to the beer class every Monday. I actually sit and learn from her. That's sick. Dude. So it's the same price, twenty five dollars for both. I mean, we have a, she just did one. She just did a really amazing class. Amazing class. She did uh, pairing beer and food. It was mind blowing, and as a wine guy, I was like lost my shit. It was Whoa. amazing. She actually took a she took a uh, we make we make in house gelato. We have a gelato machine in the in, in the wine cellar, and um, she had these little balls of uh, of uh, vanilla gelato and poured a framboise. Oh wow! On top of it, it was like. It's a it's a dessert this weekend. Like I was like, holy oh, shit, wow. this is going to be a dessert this weekend. It's stupid. So I'm going and grabbing all these old cappuccino cups to have from the, have somewhere in the wine cellar, and we're going to start doing like framboise affogato over the weekend. Oh I wow! Fell in Let's love go. with that shit. Patrick would love, I love that. Yeah, it was amazing. So I don't know shit about beer, but you know, I, I love beer and I love learning about good beer and all that. But I also love cheap beer because I love karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, my restaurant is just not even a block away from Sing Sing. So, right. like, I'll go okay. and order a, a, K, a, a bucket of Coronas and, like, get nice with some White Snake in a second. Oh, that's very but, nice. But, um, second. You know, you're a wine connoisseur on your main Wait, so what's, we, should, we should get to the second wine before we run out of time. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I also want to know, I mean, the most important task with a glass of wine is the cheers, right? Yeah, but isn't that the... Uh, Chin chin, chin chin. I uh, want to know what's your favorite yeah, way to to salute. Well, I, I I like to say a salute, which means to your health in Italian. Yeah, I say salute too. Yeah. Actually, my friends like to say to suffering may it never end. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, is that Irish? I don't know what that is. I was gonna say I do the it's Irish. Texan. Yeah, it sounds yeah, good. I, I do think it's Texan. Hey, man, life is suffrage, all right? Malcolm, how do you cheers in Czechoslovakia? He's gone. I was gonna say, is there any is there any Czech wine out there? Yeah, wine is made everywhere. Well, I'm not going to say that. 
Wine is made in most parts of the world. There's Czech, there's Czech wine. There's Russian wine. What about Australian wine? There's, there's a ton of Australian wine, unfortunately, now. It's like... Unfortunately? Gone, unfortunately. Well, no. There's great, there's great Australian wine out there, but the problem is because Yellowtail has taken over uh, so much, yeah, which is an Australian yeah. shit wine, which we have our own shit wine. We have Trader Joe's. But... The, the Australian good Australian wine, unfortunately, too, is it's expensive. Right, it's really. I do have a Shiraz. I have an Italian restaurant. I do have a Shiraz on my wine list. Foster's and it's fucking amazing. It's called Hidden Sea, and it's stupid. The guys over at Flinders Lane on Avenue A, they, it's one of their one of the partners that has the wine. But I put it on my wine list, and it's it's selling like crazy. And as long as wine, I, I have mostly Italian wine on my list, but I buy wine from all around the world because as long as the wine jives with my Italian menu. I'm good. Keith put me on to Blau Frankish. Now that's that's like you put me on to that. I don't that's know who that is. Blau Frankish is amazing. It's yeah, that's that's that stinky ass, beautiful, medium bodied Austrian wine. Oh, sick! It's a native grape from Austria, and it's just like this. It's like poopy and nice. red. Yeah, things we, we like the poop. Over things here. that yeah, smell bad are usually good to eat and drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Onions, truffle oil, stuff so like this that. This is the multiple. So this is multiple chana. Tell me what you think about this. So this is the bottle of wine you get for fifteen bucks on Sundays at Invino. Let's go Easter Sunday. We'll get a little framboise yeah. affogato. Hey, our, I just I we just got a, some uh, a fast blast. I just got a, a quick fast blast really fast on the Twitter. Our our good friend Kenny Basil said, "Wow, I can't believe he said this. I would love it if this wine talk would just become a ween talk." Oh yeah, he said that. He said, Who like, said that. Yeah. Kenny Basil, one of our uh, ween fan, gunwash fan, ween fan. What up, Kenny? Thank you what so up? much, Kenny, Kenny Basil. Bozell. That was badass. Kenny Basil, why don't you? Uh, Pop a glass of what's, what's your favorite? Do people put song? basil inside wine? No, that sounds horrible. that would be terrible. Well, what they there is a okay. I'm gonna say something that's gonna be fucking weird, but and I had I just got this out in vino as well. It's called quinato, and what it is is it is wine steeped in herbs, and it's fucking delicious. It's like it, tastes like a, it tastes like a maro or yeah, something. It tastes like a maro or or like fernet, but not as harsh. I like yeah. fernet, and oh, yeah. uh, but it's a good digestive because I don't have a liquor license. I only do wine and beer. And it's to have this. This is like the best. It's and I have a Barolo Quinato, which is like, woo. Yeah, it's for I mean real. I don't know, so but that sounds awesome to me. It's Nebbiolo. It's Jack's favorite grape, uh, steeped in herbs, and it's just like, it, it just like cuts through all the all the awesome. Last time pasta. I tried to buy a Barolo, I went to Aster, and they were like, "Yeah, you're gonna want to hold on to these for a few years." And I was okay, like, yeah, "Yeah, I want a Barolo now." Yeah, fuck so that. Fuck, fuck you. that. So what you want is if you don't want to, if you go to Aster and they say that shit, then you say this, Jack. Give me a Nebbiolo because. They're, they're, you know, and Barolos do also, if you want, I, I mean, I can tell you at some point, but there are, there are, actually, you know what? I wrote an article that came out today oh, on uh, Vine Pair about Barolo and how to buy Barolo the right way. It's called Vine Pair. Oh. Yeah, vinepair.com. Make sure you look that up today. And um, all, Barolo, there's a way to buy Barolo. And drink it young. Okay. And I have tricks in my, in that article. I have all these tricks on how to do it. Dude, you're like a fucking wine genius, man. You should. I mean, I was gonna say you should go be one of these like Psalm guys, but it doesn't seem like you really need that at all. You seem like you know just as much of these motherfuckers. Yeah, I don't want to be a Psalm. Yeah, I, I really yeah, yeah, dig yeah. the way you I'm got, doing it. You got more it, class. You know what I mean? I, lo- I love the way I'm doing it. I love just having yeah, a little dude. fucking a restaurant in the East Village, chilling. I, like I it love too. your restaurant in the East Village. Have you been Thank there? You. I never been. It's I'm gonna so go. cool. There's like clay vaulted ceilings. It just like feels like you're stepping into. I'll come by. We'll hang out. Fourth Street or Fifth Street? Fourth between. 
East uh, 215 East 4th Street between Avenues A and B. There you go. I like that voice you Very, use. very yeah, good. Uh, yeah. That's my radio voice. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, this wine smells totally different. It's totally different, right? It smells really good. So this is a multiple channel. It's a higher higher acidity. So that's the thing. Is like So that wine right there that you're tasting right there, yeah. is it has a lower acidity. So it's a, it's more weighty on the palate. If you were to taste this wine, which you should. Here, let me uh, yeah. I want to say something while you're pouring that. The last time I ever encountered wine, I threw it at a white wall. And <laughs> that's and why you art. can't drink anymore. And it was just all that's like art, red. dude. Yeah, it was. fucking art. Some I'm gonna, might say. I'm going to spin it right Some here, might so. say. So, marshmallow. This? I fucking got marshmallow. I don't know why I smelled marshmallow. Fucking I own, own the marshmallow. Oh, I'm yeah. owning it. Own that marshmallow. I'm going to ask Noah to smell mine. Don't drink it. Do you, what, see, do you notice... It. Shout out to everybody. I smell briny like ocean man on the yeah. nose. Wow, look at this birthday cake. Pour some beer on it. <laughs> yeah. Did you get any for Ambroise? So, I, can't, I can't say. I don't know, man. I don't know. You don't know the difference? Uh, no, no. I know I'm saying. I don't, I don't know what I'm smelling. But it smells okay. different. I smell grapes. Okay, if I say something. So the power of suggestion is amazing because it may jog your, your, jog your brain. Okay. Do you smell drops. soil? Well, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's an earth. So what you can say is like I smell earth, right? You, you, I love the other if you one. Was want to, if you want to sound awesome, you're like this has some earthy nose to it. See, now you're it? giving me the pro tip. You get yeah. a little more of a burn in the nose on this. What's up with that? The alcohol because uh, it's a higher, higher I mean, alcohol. It, well, it's a it's a it's a it's a not a it's a higher yielding wine. The first wine I popped is kind of like a a lower yielding wine, and sometimes when the wine is a higher yielding, it has a high acidity. Sometimes the alcohol gets a little bit out, a little bit out of control. It is burning um, a little bit. Uh, that power of suggestion is really strong. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> We're learning a lot tonight here. It's like so. I'm much getting that to- marshmallow for real right now. Nice. Noah, did you get anything? I got great. Yeah, this smells great. Beer. Good answer. Oh, I got like from tasting. A little stinky. <laughs> Good. Everything he said so far tonight is really A little stinky. So the thing is, when you drink, so if you if you come to Sunday Gravy, the reason I sell this wine, number one, it's like horrible that. as shit. Number two, the acidity in this wine is high enough that it just it jives with everything on the on the three quarters. This is good. Yeah, this makes me want to eat. Yeah, yeah, I know. It gets you hungry, right? It's good for Sunday yeah, gravy. Good. What are you doing? So Sunday gravy is like, you know what? We're going to come together in Vino on Sundays. That's how Ace talks. And I, I, have a, I have some playlists that I play. You know, all the playlists are available on the website, by the way, invino-ny.com. Well, that's good, actually, if you have those. Turns Speaking out Ace is a regular at Invino. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, uh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I'm got the joke. Wait, but speaking of playlists, Jack, I mean, as we're nearing the end of the show... Oh, I we are going to end the show with some of your old tapes. Oh, yeah, I, I totally forgot shit. about that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, so you like make I really wanted stuff. to talk about that for a little well, bit. Well, take it away uh, then. And I was in a band in the nineties, and it, we awesome. were. It was it was during the grunge era when grunge was the shit, and uh, then Kurt Cobain died, and then grunge went to shit. But we were still badass. But we were influenced by Jesus Lizard, Metallica, and all that kind of shit. And we were also doing a lot of really cool drugs. So we it was this kind of like nineties metal. Acid rock, That's and awesome, um, we, we it was it was a lot of fun. We we uh, it, it was good. It was good. We um, I, I my parents found a demo tape in the attic a few years ago, and I got a cassette player from somewhere. I don't know how the fuck I got that, but I did a you know eighth inch to eighth inch to the old Mac that I had, and I did a really sort of like. That's awesome. Shitty mastering job because I had, I had GarageBand. Sure. Like, you know, so I, I just got on the equalizer and filtered it the best I can. It, so it sounds like shit. Well, that's good. But um, also, so it's I have a SoundCloud account called ADD Sounds Like This. 
And once I was on, I was unemployed for a while back in 2000 before I worked at Max actually yeah, I think before we were all, that, I think we were all unemployed back yeah, then. Yeah, and I I I just like sat around, I just got smoked a lot of weed and just recorded a lot of really weird crazy shit. It's That's all awesome. on this it's all on this thing. So uh but like uh like that. What's it called? ADD sounds like this. ADD sounds like this. That's SoundCloud. Yeah, go, yeah. Uh, Malcolm, we should follow them right now. That, yeah. That, yeah. Gotcha. yeah. That's you. different from your Grateful Dead cover band though, right? So when I was yes, yeah, so when I was in Florida, so I was in that band for years for in the nineties, like before I left uh, Maryland and was went called? to Florida. So <laughs> this is, is going to be fucking great. So I, I go to Full Sail. I ended up getting into a fish phase because okay. these dudes I was hanging with loved fish. I ended up going to like a bunch of fish shows. Um, and one point they're like, hey, Keith, would you like to be in our Grateful Dead cover band? Now, I've never been a big Grateful Dead fan. I, I respect the hell out of them. There's some great songs out there, but it was never in my it was never in my space because I was more into like Ween and Floyd and Morphine and, uh, you know, butthole servers and shit like that. That's cool. But I was like, well, yeah, I want to be – I'm a musician, and I wanted to be in a band. So I was like, fuck it. I'll be in a band. So we were in this band. This is awesome. Called the Dow Jonesers. Oh, that's cool, man. But T-A-O. Like Dow oh, Jones. Oh, dude, I'm dude. It's motherfucking, like, I'm, <laughs> yo, I was just reading a fucking ta- a Dow book before I fucking came over here, and man. I still have the sticker on my on my telly. But we had we, we was fun, man. Damn, we had a we had one hell of a we had a Jonesers. hell of a time. The like Dow it. Jonesers, and um, I was uh, I, um, I was Bob Weir. I always had had to play the Bob Weir stuff, and uh, Sick, dude. you know it was fun. It was a fun time. It was it was cool. It was cool. But um, free wine. You know, I'm not. A, but then I ended up getting into more experimental shit because I I, I like to just like like mess with my mind, get Nerd my mind out. all Yo, nice man, and weird. Keith, all I gotta say, man, you you know life. Yeah, you, Thanks, you've man, experienced a lot, dude. You've experienced a lot. <laughs> so you wanna? Um, hey, Jack, I was gonna say uh, as we're sort of wrapping up, and we should listen to music. Yeah, but, we need drops first. Well, though. we want to do drops. So maybe like you could, uh, we could even like like Keith could like. You know, do a drop and describe the music, and then we could like do like that or something like Let's that. Do How do you do a drop? I've never so done the drop, nah, the drop. You heard him. We got. I know, but like, what do I say? Like, that's the whole. You're. I mean, you're a creative guy. Yeah. Let's play one. We could play. We have one, right? We're not, we're not getting it in here. This is Stuart Swerdlow and Janet Diane Moyes Swerdlow, and you're listening to Gunwash. But now understand that they just said their names, and I'm listening to Gunwash. Right. They're, you know, you can do whatever. I mean, we got people saying. Forget about it. Wild shit. Hey, right. hey, my name is Armando. I got AIDS, and I'm listening yeah, to Gunwash. Like, something like that. Like that. Like, Sometimes they don't even say the name of the show. Wow. Here's it's a good like, one. Here's my favorite one. I got AIDS. One. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. My name is Jeff Coons, and you're listening to John... What is it, Aaron? Gunwash. Oh, th- thank you. Thank you, Gary. This is Gainwish. Gainwish. Whoa. See, like, so much cool stuff happens here, dude. Um, so I just say my name is Keith Beavers and you're listening to Gunwash. I mean, you just did the drop technically, but remember, you can say whatever you want. Right. Whenever so, you're ready. Oh, oh now, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Whenever you're ready. This is Keith Beavers and you're listening to Gunwash. Very good radio voice. Very nice. Thank you, know. Keith. No, that was beautiful, wonderful. Beautiful. That was exactly what we needed. Um, and now, uh, shit, man! I think that we learned the most we've ever yeah, learned. Yeah, so this was a very, this was a very, very edu- educational. No, should have given me that show, right, Jack? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you never know. Who Jack knows, right? um, uh, Thank you so much, me, Keith, for joining us. Trust me, it wasn't me. Thank you very much, Keith, for joining us. Got it, man. So much, and this wine is wonderful, and I know a lot more now. I'm going to share that with my friends and family. Yeah. Uh, and before we go, we would like to, or rather, as we wrap up, we would like to listen to some of this music. So, what exactly are we listening to? Mm-hmm. 
My brother was the bassist on this one. Hey, bro, enjoy Japan. This is called Dug and Ditch. It's about an acid trip. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Keith, and thank you for listening to Gunwash. And this song is about an acid trip. See ya. Forever. Hurry home.